following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. You are home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I've got to have the numbers in front of me, but if you didn't realize that we have officially entered silly season, today may very well have proven it online. Oh, do we have plenty to get to today. Oh, boy. And, I, we, I mean, is there any time in here we can squeeze in for just a second? I didn't get to talk to you yesterday. Yeah. Were you on cloud 11? Yes, except that I got hammered, of course, on this show yesterday for having gone to bed. Oh, well, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the price you pay to be for, the host for being responsible, uh-huh. yeah, for being an adult, uh huh, yeah, because you could have you could have stayed up and then you could have mailed it in. Monica was laughing last night when we went out to dinner at how I was getting it handed to me oh, yesterday. Oh, you got roasted. Um, here's where we sit: seventy-four days till NCAA football. No. Oh. 86 days till NFL officially. 127 days until the NBA returns. NCAA basketball, 149 days. We have officially entered silly season. How many days until the Royals are done? Uh, That would be today. (laughs) Uh, Vinny Pasquantino out the remainder of the season. What? Shoulder surgery, torn oh. labrum. Oh, boy. As I said, when are the Royals done? That would be today. And we will discuss the Royals' woes, hmm. a very lengthy piece hmm. done by the Kansas City Star that appears today talking over stadium issues for the future. Hmm. Very lengthy piece that if you read between the lines, there's a lot of question marks and not a lot of clarity and maybe not a lot of money involved in this at the moment. Oh, boy. But you know it's silly season when Brett McMurphy of Stadium is essentially uh, dinking on, dunking on? Dinkin' and Dunkin'. On Drinkwitz over at Missouri on Twitter. Oh, no. So when there's nothing to talk about, Drinkwitz does something dumb? Drinkwitz sends out the tweet today. Mm. Source, Mizzou football to play XFL Battlehawks and the Chiefs in the upcoming 24 season. He was joking about the SEC schedules coming out, sure. and so he, uh-huh, McMurphy followed that up with, Kansas? Question <laughs> Total reference back to bowl season <laughs> and Missouri's ducking of Kansas in Memphis at the wow. Liberty Bowl. People have receipts, man. And it, well, and there are plenty of Tiger fans who are not happy with that comment. Oof. Fake news, man. Fake news. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But that's just a bad joke anyway. It's just dumb. That's that's a horrible joke. Uh, it is. Ugh. Would you expect anything less from Eli? No. That guy just steps in it every time he opens his mouth. Pretty much. Oof. 
Pretty much. So what really brought on, though, called my attention to it being silly season, and some of you cat fans are right in the middle of it. That's how it came to my attention, honestly, as it showed up in my Twitter timeline. Ah. Kyle Umang, who is a Texas homer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those who don't have video here, <laughs> David G ah. is shaking his head as soon as uh, I say it, rolling I, his eyes. Yeah. Um, he went into a run on tweets today having to do with the amount of money that athletic departments have, their budget numbers. And doing so in his attempt to play up his beloved Texas long, Longhorns. I know I wanted to call something else. But, <laughs> and, and the point being that Texas leads the pack with all of this money. And, of course, he gets the number for K-State wrong, first of all. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, I know. Yeah. But why? I mean, why let? Well, he doesn't care. Well, yeah, why let the truth get in the way? I, I, he, listen, he, tweet. guy's just a Twitter troll. Let's yeah. just be perfectly honest about it. He's just a troll, and his only point for existence on Twitter is to be a Longhorn honk. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But he draws everybody in. As I said, silly season. Because it gets into the debate then about how much does money really impact your athletic department. K-State doing the most with the least. Mm -hmm. As always. As always. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the point that was being brought up while he's trying to sit there and dunk on everybody (laughs) that Texas has all this money. Over the weekend, he was also trying to play up things such as the number of baseball championships that Texas has won over the years while the remainder of the state's Division I schools have exactly zero. Hmm. He loves to play up what championships Texas has in the non-revenue sports as his way of buttressing how strong that athletic department is. Failing to to point out the obvious, when's the last time they won a national title in football? It's been a while. It's been a couple. Oh, years. that's right. It's it's a conference title in football. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. A couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But see, his way of avoiding that is mm-hmm. by then trying to say we're a much more well-rounded, well-funded athletic department. Fine, mm-hmm. I'm rid of you. I'm I am rid of you in a year. Yeah, that you know what? I have a feeling he'll stick around. Oh, I, you, you he'll know. stick around just to be the troll that he is. That, that that's 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 a given. Uh-huh. You know, he's going to be around longer than Twitter. The platform is going to be running. <laughs> he's going to be getting on Twitter like it's MySpace. <laughs> the only soon. guy on there still talking non-revenue sports. That's, I mean, congratulations, I guess, but I just. Ugh. It's, as I said, welcome to silly season. These are the discussions now that we are relegated to. How much revenue? Until the the start of the college football season. Please help us. These are the discussions that we are relegated to until things actually fire up. If 
let's say the XFL or USFL or whatever iteration of other professional football, if it went to a summer months thing, can could you could you ever get into that? Do you think? I could a little bit, but I'm still going to be more of a baseball watcher. Right. Just because that's, again, where my heart has lay for years. It's the sport I grew up with, uh, first and foremost, and I I prefer to watch a good baseball game. Right. That's me. Hmm. Over over something that, in this case, is – that mix. Right. I have an affinity for the USFL guys. I have an affinity for the XFL guys. I have an affinity for even the guys playing down the road for the line of Liberty and my sure. buddy Haran O'Neill, who's going for another title this weekend. Nice. The the flaw with doing dinner in Kansas City the other night on Saturday night meant we didn't get over to Salina to watch the playoff game that they were in. But they've got a shot at Omaha again. Anyway, the point being, yes, I have an affinity for those guys because I've called games at the arena level and the indoor level. I know the grind that those guys are going through to try and get their opportunity. Right. We joke about the CFL for those of us at the FCS level and especially the Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. We joke about that because the CFL is the Big Sky Quarterback Conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it has been for yeah. years. I can talk about Travis Lule. People around here are going to go, who the heck? Yeah, what? (laughs) Travis Lule at Montana State was tremendous and has gone on to be a great CFL quarterback. The point being, I can talk about that because it's what I know. I've seen that grind in ways that the average fan hasn't. And I understand that. The average fan isn't going to get deep into the USFL or the XFL the way that they get into the NFL for a number of factors, but the first and foremost one is the caliber of play is not the NFL. And this is the mistake that NBC made with the Arena League and the NFL owners made with the Arena League in the early 2000s. When they expanded, overexpanded, when they brought in the NFL ownership for a number of teams. Not only did they overexpand the Arena League, they overexpanded AF2 and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. There was a point where there were 32 AF2 teams. <laughs> Too many. And and by far and away the majority of them fell off after two seasons. Yeah. Because they wanted to turn it in, into uh, they wanted to turn AFL into Arena Football into the de facto minor league for the NFL, specifically offensively. They they were riding the Kurt Warner coattails. Right. And what played out there is that from a management standpoint, they learned some hard lessons. Mm-hmm. The first and foremost is, is that it is a game that is, A, widely different than what the NFL is, and B, uh, the insurance situation for players is rather interesting as well. Mm. And let's just say it is expensive 
to have workman's comp. Yeah. For those franchises. Yeah, and they're like, we're already on a shoestring budget as it is. Correct. We can't afford that. Correct. And you would have thought the NFL would have pumped more in. They had a 49% option on buying the Arena League outright and elected not to do it because they found out what the finances really were. Mm. And from there, anyway, it fell apart. But the point was they wanted Arena to be the de facto minor league. They wanted it to take the spot of NFL Europe at that point because it would be cheaper to be able to establish a minor league in the United States than what they were trying to do with Europe. AF2 then was going to be the minor league, the feeder for the Arena League, and go like that. Say double A, triple A, you're in the NFL. It didn't pan out because it wasn't the same caliber of football. It's the same thing that you're running into with the XFL, USFL. It's not the same caliber of football. People aren't going to get as fired up, though betting has changed that a little bit. For sure. For sure. That I mean, you're like, okay, Skyhawks, let's go. Let's, let's get them, Rough Riders or whoever. I don't know who's playing. I, I, I feel good for St. Louis in that, you know, they support the Battlehawks. Mm-hmm. After all of their issues with not having an NFL team, having an NFL team, not having an NFL team, de facto not having an NFL team. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here, man? Uh, the, 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 the point being there, however, you know, that's great. It's a great story, but it is still a minor league football operation. And until the NFL truly is throwing its weight financially behind something, it's not going to happen. And even there, and it's not going to be a 100% success. Mm-hmm. We, we, it's, it's so interesting how baseball ingrained itself in the American lifestyle right? in a way that allowed them to develop the minor league ball clubs to the point that they became community treasures. Right. And treasures that communities have fought over for years. Right. Just even see Wichita after losing the Wranglers and everything that went on in their attempt to get a franchise back, finally having to acquiesce and build a new stadium. But baseball remains that sport that, from a community standpoint, fans can get into. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that ingrained so much. But even to date, it's that way. And and this is going to be a little of something I touch on when we get into the Royals next hour. Because does the stadium situation actually change anything? (laughs) What is that? 510? I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about this. Um, I just, with football now, I always think... Of course that would work, but it's so hard already. I think like a minor league baseball team, you think about what they have to do, a guy that's playing and he's ready to come up and they call him up with football, with the injury so prevalent in the game, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got, you're like, we got a guy waiting. We can't wait to call him up. I think people, sports fans at least. Um, not so much the like a, a, a casual fan, but a, a, a diehard fan could get into something like that. Like, hey, that guy, 
the uh, seventh round pick, or you know, even if they extended the draft as a, a late round pick guy, he's looking good in the minor leagues. I can't wait to call him up. He can blow his ACL out like that, and right. then it's over. You know, and then it's over. And I wish, I wish we weren't like that. I wish we didn't not care about the XFL or the USFL. But most people just, eh. and it's like you said. It's just not that entertaining. I, I hate to say that because those guys work so hard yep. and they're dreaming big. And the owners and the people that are part of the teams, they are trying so hard to make this work. It's just not that great. It just hasn't lent itself to what minor league baseball lends itself to. And and part of that is, you're so very right with it, the sport itself. It's not as good. No. It's not. It's and not. just doesn't pan out right. No, it's. I, I don't know what they. Ha- I, I don't know what they need. They need like a Brett Yormark. They need somebody to come in and go. We should look at this a little differently. But I think they do that every year. It's like let's no. look at this a no. little differently. Of course, they wanted to go for the entertainment side, and people were. Eh. And then okay, we're going to get back to the bare bones. And then people said that's not as exciting. Where do you find that that happy medium where you go? We have an entertaining product that also stays true to the actual game, and you can get behind some teams. Um, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do that. I, I, I just saw a headline here that just threw me off for a moment because I was looking up a, a name I wanted to check on, and yet I'm sitting here and I'm going, wait a minute. He's not played a down in indoor football in five years, and this team just signed him. Okay, what? Oh, uh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I mean, I could sit there and talk Kevin Guy and Shedrick Bonner and... I know Bonner. That guy played for the Rattlers, right? For that's, the, Forever. That's, yeah, Shed, I, Shedrick's my guy. I, I think one thing, this is going to sound crazy and people probably roast me for this, but the, I feel like football in general, it's really really regional. Mm-hmm. It's like people root for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're generally from that area. That's also another good point. Yeah. You know, I think that if maybe an, a league could come up with a way where they're like, we're all going to play from this, we're going to play from this area, all the teams, like the bubble with the NBA, maybe all the teams could practice and play in the same place. And it could be just like, I'm a Bulldogs fan, but when I go, yeah, I want to cheer for the Las Vegas team, it feels foul almost. Right. Like, you know, like, right. uh, what a connection do I have with Las Vegas? I don't care about that. Maybe if they just stripped away the cities and made it one central thing and made them a team, you could get a part of, be a part of it and feel like you're watching something. But when I watch Birmingham or Memphis play, I'm just like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> Birmingham, a shout out to you, but I just, ugh. Yeah. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to change. I do like, though, I like betting on those games. That is yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, here, here's what threw me off. Here, it, Arena slash indoor football may be about the only level where you can sign a guy who was named a Hall of Famer in 2015 and have him on your active roster. No. Arizona did that with Chris Dixon in the Indoor Football League. <laughs> Come back. All right. Uh, by the way, full <laughs> disclosure, I have been a nominee for the IFL Hall of Fame Whoa! in the past. So we're back with more on the game in a moment. <laughs> 
What I'm learning is when I host this show and Dave G's along, he's good at distracting me off onto other side topics <laughs> that I can get into full-scale discussions on. Dude, you're the... <laughs> Excuse me? You're the one who showed me that website where they have all the old school logos and uniforms oh. and helmets and stuff? Dude, give me a break, man. You're like, hey, check this out five seconds before we're going on the air. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, yeah, what, wild. The Cowboys? Nuts. I'm staring at helmets the whole time. Uh, what did Utah State wear back in 1957? God. Uh, the Helmet Project. That is a gem of a website. It's Love a really that good, site. It's good. Love that site. Uh, Chris Creamer's sports logos is also a gem of a site. Good. And uh, Paul Lucas's uh, Uni Watch. Uni Watch is so good. Man, he gets in depth. I know. You know he's really in depth with it. So. Since we started the last segment talking about it being silly season, and one of the topical points that came into play was discussing what money athletic departments had. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of Brett McMurphy today from Stadium at all, he pointed out the top 25 athletic revenue schools per USA Today Sports's database. This is what got UMAN going, is that Texas comes in at number two behind Ohio State. $239 million and still can't buy a conference football championship. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just find it odd. I mean, I understand how money works. Like, I'm not an idiot. I'm a grown man, but... I, when you get excited about what your school brings in and you don't get any of that money, why are you so pumped up? You know, like it just, I mean, it goes, yes, to the fund, but it also goes into like rich guys' pockets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it's just weird. I don't know. I just, well, it's coming out of rich guys' pockets, though, too. That's true. That's very true. But in K-State's case, it's also coming out of the average Jimmy and Joe's pockets. Uh, absolutely. As, as we have continued to show with our support of what's necessary and needed mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. So Ohio State, in 2022, athletic revenue was $251 million. Jeez. Helps when you're the essentially lone school in your state. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they yeah. are the only Power Five in the state. <laughs> God. You know, Michigan has to split the state with Michigan State. For sure. And, you know, it's just funny. Like, Cincinnati, they, you know, they've been, they're one of the oldest football programs in the nation. Mm -hmm. One of the oldest schools out there. And, and they just can't ever get a foothold. Well, all. we will see what happens now. True. But you're right. Tough going, man. Uh, but it also, ex, you know, points up how things have divided mm -hmm. in terms of the Power Five and the Group of Five. Yeah, over Two, the last few years. Two sixty-eight is that what you said? Two fifty-one. Two fifty-one. Texas came in with two thirty-nine. Yeah. Bama at two fourteen. Michigan at two ten. Georgia, $203 million. Again, this is USA Today Sports' database of athletic department revenues in 2022. LSU starts the pack in the second five under $200 million at $199. Tamiflu, 
Texas A&M, 193. <laughs> Florida, 190. Penn State, 181. Oklahoma, 177. Mm. A full 60 million less than their uh, buddies at Texas. Oh, boy. That's going to make them happy. But, well, give them credit. They're right there in the mix with their SEC brethren, right. if you want to look at it that way. That would be the flaw to the Big 12's view of good riddance is that you lose those two, and right now they're your only schools that are in that top 10 in terms of overall revenue. Auburn at 11, Michigan State at 12, Indiana at 13, Virginia at 14, Florida State at 15, Kentucky 16, semi-surprising given the basketball status. 17 is Clemson, 18 Tennessee, 19 Oregon, 20 Arkansas, 21 Iowa, 22 Wisconsin, 23 Louisville, 24 Illinois, and 25 Washington. SEC Big Ten dominated. You have a couple of ACC, you have a Pac-12, and then you have the two schools for the Big 12 that will be leaving after next year. Hmm. ACC with three schools, Florida State, Virginia, uh, four schools, Clemson and Louisville. I will say, like, two shockers, Indiana, I really, I mean, whatever, and, and, and Louisville. And, and, That's and, crazy. And in Indiana's case, mediocrity in both, in, in both of the major sports. Really pays off for those guys, you know. That, man, try getting a seat though for basketball. True that. Hmm. Again, the those rankings tied to twenty twenty two, and Washington's number at twenty five one hundred forty five point one. It really does tighten up once you get into. That final 10. And really, even once you have the delineation line at number 10 with Oklahoma, you are talking about, in Oklahoma's case, at number 10, there are a full 75 million less than number one Ohio State. Crazy. Okay? So that's just the top 10. The breadth of the numbers in that top 10. From there on, however, Washington at number 25 is closer to Oklahoma at number 10 than Oklahoma is to number one, Ohio State. Wow. Wow. Washington at 145. And, you know, there's... uh... You know, before the NI, there were, NIL, there was no oh. way you could pay any kids, right? Like, <laughs> and, and again, this is not even taking NIL into account, <laughs> right. any of that. This is just straight out revenue. How could we possibly split $251 million? Break. Uh, let's go put some fountains in the <laughs> football offices. Yeah. And and that is where the flaw got has gotten to be over the last twenty five years. The arms race has been so dramatic, but the biggest driver for the arms race has not been has not been 
the things that it should have been. Mm. I mean, yes, a good amount of that has gone to player comfort and training and those things. A good chunk of it has. But then you have the silly stuff. The absolutely just things that belong on MTV Cribs-esque type stuff. For sure. Or lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right. And then some of these guys, some of these schools are still paying coaches to not coach there anymore. You know? They're, they fired, hired and fired a guy and still owe him like 13 million bucks or something. You know, like, come on. I didn't have time to go through this list. But something to note about this list. That revenue list does not include K-State as we noted. Mm-hmm. Yet, K-State athletics is self-sustaining. The number of self-sustaining athletic departments in NCAA athletics is tiny. Yeah. Is tiny. And I need to go back and look and see how many of those schools in the top 10 are actually also being subsidized. Dang. Yeah, we made 140, but uh, we still, we still lost uh, <laughs> our, our shorts on everything. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Meanwhile, we talk about whether or not a new stadium should be built for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you can't escape it no matter how you want to discuss this stuff. Facilities. It, it's all. It's all just an ongoing arm race. It is. And that's all. When you buy a team, every time I hear a new ownership group bought the blah, blah, blah. That's why I thought I am shocked that the management group that uh, Magic Johnson is a part of that bought the Dodgers, I'm shocked they didn't knock Dodger Stadium down and build a new one. I really am. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened there, and I don't know why it didn't happen, but I always think these guys buy these teams and they want a stadium bad. They always need a new stadium. They got to they gotta find a new facility. And so that's why I was shocked. But this one, I, I will say, you know, we're going to talk about it later, but Coors Field with hmm. like how the like where it is in Denver is um it's it's beautiful. I mean it really it's a gorgeous view. And yet it was the driver because that was a warehouse district. Right, and it was that was not a great district no. to be in. I, I remember that. Um but it's just like you go to any you go to a restaurant, a rooftop restaurant, and you're staring right at the state, and it's gorgeous. It just looks cool that it's right there. You can walk to it. You can do all this. I know why they want this thing in in a more accessible place, but now we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about. I I man, and I and I've got some insight there that I want to dig into. Being uh, a Rockies fan on top of my Royals fandom, but also knowing the ownership the way that I do for the Rockies as well as how things are playing out in Kansas there's a lot that we can get into with mm. it and we will touch on all of that coming up in the next hour <sighs> we'll figure something out in the next segment 
All right. Before before we have to get into the really raunchy aspect here before the top of the hour. <laughs> Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it may not be what you think it is. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Coming back, it's the game. <laughs> I know we have the argument over this song. Right. You need to call up The Clash and Lost in the Supermarket. Just you want to, me see, to pull it up? Just to see how how closely Yeah. How closely interspersed they are. I know what we're gonna do for this segment. Uh Trey, what's the most embarrassing moment of your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to answer. I'm good without disclosing that on <laughs> So I did the quick check here in the break to go back to these numbers that we were talking about. Again, top athletic revenue schools uh, per USA Today's database, 2022. And curious out of that grouping of the top 25 schools, how many of them are self-sustaining? Eight of the top 10, as you would expect. Remember, K-State's not in this top 25 at all. The two that are not self-sustaining, Oklahoma and LSU. (laughs) But then, after you get out of the top 10, there are only three schools in the remainder of the top 25. So three of that next 15, in terms of revenue, total revenue, are self-sustaining. Wow. Auburn, Kentucky, and Washington. Wow. When you look at the self-sustaining list, K-State ranks number 10 in the mix. Of course, not in this top 25. Oklahoma State is self-sustaining. Mm. Texas Tech is self-sustaining. What do you know? Oklahoma is not. <laughs> oh. Uh. And, of course, little brother down the road place that built in the cow pasture and likes to say that they're on a mountain. (laughs) Mountain. Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We know what they uh, take for subsidies. Man. Speaking of which, there was a regents meeting today. I wonder what subsidies they got today. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? No. We'll cut that post. I, I, I am going to point this out. Because when we talked about the football stadium the first time and the games that are being played in terms of the state grant monies going to KU for renovation of their football stadium versus K-State utilizing fewer grant monies and using it towards educational purposes— while we love where we are with our athletic facilities at K-State right now, can we please get some attention paid to some of the other buildings on campus? Yeah, it's been a while since and I, I And I know that that's more a Regents issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while since I stepped into, like, Eisenhower Hall, but it, that needed it 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Umberger. Oh, man. Oh, wait, I'm... I, Okay, all right. Full disclosure, that is where my wife's office is. Right on. So I know the situation a bit. They're going to do all that stuff, though. Like, there's all that uh, – they're planning for all the renovations, call hall, 
And then the uh, rodeo, the stadium there, they're going to fix that up. It's going to look real nice. It, it is, and but that's a good first step. Right. There is a lot of, a lot of maintenance need that needs to be caught up with, and unfortunately, <laughs> we know how that is. What about Umberger? A little birdie told me at one point that there was going to be some moving on the part of the foundation to begin to raise for more for potentially overhauling building situations. I'm hoping that that, and, and again, that, that was just in passing type of thing that was mentioned to me. I don't have an official word on it. I don't, I, I it would be a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. It really would. Because one of the things that I believe wholeheartedly that at this point where the university is discussing needing enrollment improvements, needing to gain personnel, good way to gain in the in the numbers of students, have the facilities yeah, for them. Nice place. Like kinda like when you're trying to recruit a football player. Exactly. <laughs> you know Exactly. And I, I it wouldn't be too hard to raise private money for Umberger one oh one. Everyone who ever went to K State had to take a class at Umberger one oh one. Kenzie one oh one. You've been there. Give them five bucks. You know it needs a r- update. Uh, Come on. I, I do have an idea though. Hmm. You you may not want me to be involved in this idea. We'll tell you about it next on the game. You put a little pitch shift behind that. You see where I'm going. The the base has a little bit. I don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's got bass doesn't mean it's the same thing. Dude, it's kind of got to. You need to listen to them a little closer. Yeah. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Trey. Beyond. Troy, Dave G., Travion, mm-hmm. casting aspersions on my music selections. That was uh, the day I, I heard that you liked Prince, though. I forgave anything you ever said. <laughs> I, he's all right in my book. Um, so it's kind of a running gag at this point what people are doing in terms of varying fundraisers. Ways to fundraise with their bodies. Okay. I think you understand where I'm going with this. Hey, this is 1350 KMAN. I know. This I know. Is News Talk. I know. Mm-hmm. Flagship station of... Okay. But but we're all mature enough to understand. Maybe Travion isn't old enough to know. It, close your ears. Pull we're, his mic down a little bit. Um, go ahead to, to where you just can barely hear him because we don't have a dump button in there. Oh, stop it. <laughs> So, it's to the point now where a Mexican Olympic diver is starting up a OnlyFans account to raise money for his Olympic bid. (laughs) Hey, man. If you got it, flaunt it. The the divers, man, they're in good shape. Uh, Used to wearing small swimsuits that show off his body. So the Mexican is facing a lack of financial resources ahead of the Paris Olympics. He's making a leap to OnlyFans where he also wears few clothes. Too bad he doesn't go to the University of Ohio State. Yeah, right. (laughs) He can plug into some of that money instead of OnlyFans (laughs) in it all the way to Paris. We dig into the disarray that Uh. is the Royals. To kick off the next hour, we've also got the number two song of the day on the way. Yeah. Banger. 
<laughs> banger. And Dave G will close us out with Ask Us Anything, all coming up in the 5 o'clock hour following a look at the headlines on a Wednesday on K-Man in the Game.